In today's show, we're looking back at a jam-packed Wednesday, 13 games in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need, and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you also to you. I know it is American Thanksgiving, maybe by the time you're um, listening to this or watching this. So thank you to everybody who has listened to this show, who has helped build it up into the show that it has become over these 2,600 episodes plus that we've done over the last eight, nine years. Thank you to everyone who continues to support in my writing, my podcast, in my videos, whatever. And thank you to everyone who does enjoy what I do. I love doing what I do. I love providing these things for you. And I'm always thankful that I'm able to make this my job where I come out here, I talk shit, I drop nicknames and I swear at people. Uh, and that's a job. Like that's that's such an awesome thing. It's because of the support that you guys give me and really, really appreciate that. So if you do enjoy the show, if you want to do something, why don't you just give it a thumbs up or leave a comment on the video below or share it or do something. Um, but I am thankful for everybody, even the people who hate watch or hate listen to this stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You can hate me or you can dislike or you can disagree with my opinions as much as you want. Uh, I'm just trying to make stuff informative and um, enjoyable. And I think, I think in general, we get that right or I get that right. I, I hope I get it right. Anyway, all right. Enough uh, wanky bullshit. Let's go on and talk news across the NBA. PJ Dozier, unfortunately, has a torn ACL. That's going to keep him out for the season. We don't have any news on whether we're going to have Maga Porter Jr. out for the season, but it's not trending in the right direction, unfortunately. So just another rotation player the Nuggets are losing. Now, with him out, you'd assume that it's just going to be Austin Rivers and Faku Kampazzo and the big stiffy Bones Highland. Now, one of those three had been out of the rotation all season. Initially, it was Highland, then it was Rivers, and then it became Kampazzo. But they're all going to play now. Rivers can play up at the three. You're going to have Bones playing at the one or the two and Faku at the one or the two. Of course, um, I don't think neither of them or any of them are going to push to 30 minutes a night or 27 minutes a night. They'll probably be like you know, 26 for Rivers or 23 for Faku or 21 for Bones. And I'm not sure what makes any of them rosterable guys in 12-team leagues. Maybe the big stiff is the only guy who could really push into that. Uh, maybe Faku, but and Rivers pushes into deeper league consideration because I think Rivers will end up with the most minutes because of the way that he competes defensively. And we all know that the old Dr. Michael Malone loves that. But if Porter is out for the season, then things change up even more because you're becoming really, really desperate for <laughs> rotation players there uh, in that uh, in, the, in the bench unit with Jeff Green having to move into a starting unit. Really, really troublesome stuff for the Nuggets. Joel Embiid is likely to return on Saturday. That's something we've been talking about pretty much all week. That's the expectation. It could come Monday, but Saturday is the likely return date for Embiid. 
Looks like Cole Anthony's going to miss a few more games. He missed Wednesday's game. He looks like he might miss a few more with that ankle injury. Um, obviously opening up some extra minutes there for Roderick Hampton, um, for Jalen Suggs, and for Gary Harris. And it also looks like that Shea Gildas-Alexander might be out for the next two games after Wednesday. Dagnut said maybe he returns Friday, maybe he returns on Monday, but it could mean that he's back on Wednesday. So just keep an eye on that. That boosts, obviously, Josh Giddy and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. It was Aaron Wiggins who got a start today. We'll talk more about that Thunder game later on in the show. But um, some injury news to, uh, to talk about there. Let's um, let's look at these games because there's 13 of them. We're not going to muck around with Watford. We're not going to request elaboration on anything today. We are going to go straight into these games. And the first one was the Phoenix Suns getting the job done over the Cleveland Cavaliers on the uh, on the road. Good win. Um, 121-15. Cleveland continues to remain... Oh, I don't know what the right word is. Like feisty despite injuries and the loss of Evan Mobley. But the Suns pull away with some... Um, Interesting calls towards the end. Devin Booker, 39 minutes, 35 points, 67% shooting. His efficiency had been down, so it's good to see him have a huge volume game like this one. While Chris Paul, the big, big steals have sort of dried up, but 17 points with 12 assists gets it done. DeAndre Ayton had some foul trouble. He also did have a quick trip to the locker room, so that enabled JaVale McGee to play 20 minutes. Now look at this and say 13 and 12 for JaVale is excellent, and it absolutely is. I'm not adding JaVale McGee in 12 team leagues. He can be a streamer. On, on certain days, on low-volume days, when you're looking for some big-man stats. And he is, in fact, a top 100 player over the last two weeks. Some of those games have been without Aiton, though. So just bear that in mind. And this is one of those games where you get that situation where he just boosted into extra minutes and had a really productive night, no doubt about that. Aiton had 16-9, and nine, while Bridges 11-6 and six with a block. He's still struggling. Mikhail, I'm still holding him. In points leagues, you're in a 10-10 points league. Mikhail Bridges can go. He's not a good points league player. Honestly, in a 12-team points league... I'd consider him a droppable guy. 24 fantasy points here. Category leagues, I'm definitely holding him. Jay Crowder had another stinker, seven points in 29 minutes. I just feel that for the Suns to go to the next level, I think he needs to be upgraded from. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Cameron Johnson had 14 points with three threes as well, but I'm not sure what Crowder's actually doing to positively benefit this team on most nights. For the Cavs, the Discman, C.D. Arsman. He returned. 28 minutes, 23 points, five threes. 60% shooting. He's obviously red hot, but there's a gigantic, gigantic hole. A gaping hole, some may say. Giggity. In the rotation with Colin Sexton not there. And Osman filled it today. It wasn't the stupidity of Dean Wade, even though they kept starting Dean Wade. Dean Wade put up a 16 trillion. Shout out to Tony Snell. Um, Osman's the guy there. Is he a 12-team league guy? Mm, maybe. He's at least a streamer. I don't mind him. 14 teams? Yeah, yeah, grab him. And let's see what happens. But he's the option there, not Dean Wade, who I think as soon as Mobley's back, he's out of the rotation. I'm absolutely not shocked at all that Isaac Okoro dropped a turd. Five points in 34 minutes. The four assists are nice, but he is not a 12-team league guy. We saw him on the waiver wire show earlier today. The people were adding him. I was not behind that. Uh, I guess I'm on the right side of that so far. I just don't think that there's enough offensive value in his game. And he doesn't get enough defensive stats usually. He's a deep league guy, like a 16 to 18 team league guy, not a 12 teamer. Kevin Love has nice 12 team stream ability, 14 and 8, while Markinen had 14 and 11. And Garland was inefficient, but a lot of shots. 19 points on 19 shots in only 30 minutes with seven assists. He's really establishing himself as this team's best player, while um, Jared Allen can't ignore 25 and 11 on unbelievable 90% shooting. But remember, with all the big men and the forward type guys, Osman, Allen, Love, Markinen, Mobley's out. Mobley's going to come back, play 35, 36 minutes, and take a lot of shots as well. 
um, and be impacting those players. So just be aware of that when you're trying to value these guys um, moving forward based on uh, based on production like we had in today's game. Do you know that companies, they have these recurring payment type things? It's just a scam to get you money or to get your money. Don't let those greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. And because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill's here to make it easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over 100 million bucks. Don't fall for subscription scam, subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. You're there. You're on your way to Thanksgiving. Have you packed your built bars for dessert? You know it's going to be a hit. You know everyone's going to be talking about it, at least in one way or another. When you whip out your box and show them all your bar and go, look at this, guys. 100% real chocolate on these built bars. Forget about your pie, Aunt Betty. We've had that for years. And look how fat I am as a result. I've got the solution for you. Built bar, 130 calories per bar, low carbs, low fat, low sugar, but high in protein. And that is, yes, 100% real chocolate. So, Betty, put your pie away. Go feed it to someone else, someone else who doesn't care about their health. But us here in this family, we're a Built Bar family. So we're bringing these boxes out, whether it's coconut flavor or raspberry flavor or vanilla cream flavor. Here we go. Built Bar is there for us this Thanksgiving and all when all the time when we want to celebrate with a healthy dessert. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and save yourself 15% off all of the delicious flavors. Be, uh, stay tuned for some Black Friday deals as well. LOCKED15 is the code. Built.com is the website. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Second game, the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic. The Hornets win it 106.99 in Orlando. Terry Ogier, 58 fantasy points. Two big games in a row from Tez. 36 here, five assists, six steals. Holy shit. And a block on 50% shooting. Now, his three-point shooting is still really bad. 27% here. He hit 73% of his twos. His two-point percentage, which was really high last year, is actually the same. It might even be higher this year than it was last year after a rough start. Getting back into a groove. Well, Cody Martin played 28 minutes. And there's always going to be some minutes for Martin because someone will underperform. Today, it was Gordon Haywood. 25 minutes for Haywood, one point. That's a stinker. Martin stepped up with eight points, six assists, two steals, and two blocks. He's an elite 12-team streamer. I wouldn't have him as a must-roster 12-team league guy because there's too much fluctuation in his production. But when you need steals or you just need to throw someone in on a low-volume day... There you go. Cody Martin's the guy. Miles Bridges' efficiency still continues to be an absolute disgusting situation. 31%. That makes him a huge buy low. 11, 9, and 6, 1 steal, 3 blocks. Like 9, 6, 1, 3 at the back end of that box score. It's pretty delicious. Much like a built bar. But 11 points on 16 shots is not delicious. Much like Aunt Betty's coconut cream pie. That can improve a significant amount. Built bar gets the free ad plug in there as well. Buy low. Lamelo Ball, 26 minutes. Now, why? He had some foul trouble. He also uh, was benched for a stretch as well. So just don't overreact. He still had 22, 4, and 4. So when it's a shit night, and he still does that, I think you're feeling pretty okay. Ubre got hot, 34 points for 21, uh, 34 minutes for 21 points, but still 41%. But he benefited from Haywood sucking. Ubre is not more than a 12-team streamer. He's a 14-team league guy. While PJ Washington Jr. returned. He played six minutes and had one rebound. I do not believe that PJ is a 12-team league player. He might get there. 
but prove it to me first, mate. Like, I've got to see 25 minutes before I'm actually buying into that. Because your upside's not that high where I'm just going to take it and ride out bullshit, which has been bullshit before the injury and now pre-injury or post-injury as well. For the Magic, Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba played well. 14 and 11 for Carter with two steals and a huge dunk over um, a player that I just cannot remember off the top of my head at all. Oh, Cody Martin it was. Um, Mo Bamba, 18 and 12 with four threes. He'd been down a little bit. Bamba, so good production there. Well, speaking of being down a little, Franz Wagner. He had been... Um, He'd been stinking. There's uh, no doubt that Franz Wagner had been poor the last two games. He is, uh, well, I don't know if he's back, but this was um, a solid performance from him here. Franz Wagner, 16-7-4 with two threes. I don't think that his upside is high enough that you have to necessarily um, you know, hold through everything that happens. Like when he on a day like this, like that's great. You can add him, and you can you can go through and and pl- and deal with that and stream him in. But is the upside actually high enough? I'm not convinced it is. I think if I'm in a ten team league, that he is a um, that he is a drop. I think in a, in a ten team, I wouldn't. Even despite this performance, I wouldn't bother. Uh, Roderick Hampton Jr. with Gary Harris back, they limited him to just 22 minutes, which is frustrating. He went scoreless on 0 of 7 shooting with 6 assists. I just want them to give him more minutes, and it's frustrating that they didn't. So if you did add him in 12-team leagues, see you later. In a 16, I would hold, and maybe in a 14 as well. Well, Jalen Suggs, I said I'm going to give him up until Thanksgiving or end of November. 17, 4, and 6, a steal on the block. It's an, it's unfortunately enough. I think I have to keep holding. Like, that's fine. There is no Cole Anthony, um, but that's okay. Like, that line is all right. And I know that is damning with the faintest of praise, saying that it's all right, but I think it's all right. I guess it depends on who I'm adding off the wire. If there's someone that's consistently better than him, then yeah, sure. If I'm adding him for Cali Oubre, no chance. If I'm adding him for Cody Martin, like get out of here. If I'm adding him for PJ Washington, or if I'm dropping him for PJ Washington, like no, I wouldn't do that. because I think the upside of Suggs is still there. This is just enough to prolong the agony which might be unfortunate. Um, Mo Wagner. Um, Mo Wagner went bananas in like the second quarter, ended with 13 points in 12 minutes, but he's just not going to get enough playing time to make himself a regular enough fantasy contributor. The next game went to overtime. The paces were up big in this one, and then the Lakers came back. It was tied on a ridiculous Chris Duarte shot at the end of regulation, and then the Lakers pulled away in overtime, 124-116. Uh, LeBron was back. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. 43 minutes, first game back from suspension. He played a ton of center as well. 39-5-6, two blocks and five threes. Just a really, really good game. 61 fantasy points from LeBron as well with Anthony Davis out. They started DeAndre Jordan. You're going to be shocked. He was shocking again. Four points in 21 minutes while Dwight played only 14 minutes, and that's why they played LeBron at center so much. Westbrook hasn't quite figured out how to 100% coexist with um, LeBron. With Davis, fine. With LeBron, not quite. 27-5, and five, a block, 33% shooting, but encouragingly, another good free throw night. 82% from the line. It is trending in the right direction. Uh, I think Taylor Horton Tucker can meet Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out! If he hadn't already, eight points in 29 minutes with uh, two steals on 30% shooting. Just not enough upside or not enough value for him for me to just keep holding and keep um, keep persisting. 
Duke, Wayne Ellington, 14 points in 30 minutes, while Malik Monk had 17 and 8 in 34 minutes. But again, so many guys out. It's really hard for me to trust those guys to have any real value whatsoever. Oh, by the way, um, Avery Bradley, after you know exploding for like 12 points or whatever last game, went scoreless in 25 minutes. He is... I know people love Avery Bradley. He's, he's up there with one of the biggest frauds in the NBA, and that is not a personal attack on Avery Bradley, and it sounds like it, but people would still believe that he's good, and he just isn't. And I don't know why they keep believing that he's good. It's because one time, five years ago, the players said that he was one of the best defenders in the NBA. And he just isn't. Like, he just isn't that, he isn't good anymore, offensively or defensively, but he still keeps getting minutes and roles, and he just really shouldn't be. Camelo Anthony, we knew this was coming. Defensive stats disappeared. Efficiency in the dunny. You can put him in the dunny as well. Uh, he can get dropped in 12-team leagues. There's no need to be holding Mallow, who is now the 187th ranked player over the last two weeks. Feeling pretty good about that. What foe that was? What are the odds that Carmelo Anthony finishes in the top 75? I think I said 0% on that one. So, uh, yeah, reckon that's going to come out okay. On to the paces. Sabonis, still low usage, which is frustrating for the big fella. 14% usage, but 14, 12, and 6 on good efficiency is solid. While Brogdon played 46 minutes. Oh, my God. RIP is hamstrings. 28 and 7 with 5 threes, a steal, and a block. He's just taking so many shots with Rick Carlisle's offense. It's helping him, but it does worry me about you know, longevity in terms of uh, injuries this year. Karis LeVert's back. <sighs> Kids, cover him. I, I think it's fucked. I just think it's fucked. Not long-term ruining his career, but he had a stress fracture in his back. He came back. He's had to miss time again and appeared on injury reports as questionable again. And he just looks like shit. Like, he's not as good as some people try to hype him up to be. And I've been a big Karis LeVert fan in the past. But there were people hyping him up as a top 50 player this year. I couldn't get behind that. I think we even debated on the um, ADP battle shows we did this year. I couldn't get behind that, but I couldn't have predicted he'd be this bad. Uh, he's just shocking. And is he a droppable player? I'd be pretty hesitant to do it, but man, if I'm in a 10-team category league, I think I'd do it. Uh, he's just shocking. Like he's just, And it's not necessarily all his fault. The dude's had so many issues, and now I fractured back. Like I just think he's gone for this year. McConnell had eight assists. That's where his value lies. If you want assists, he has value. If not, I wouldn't bother. Chris uh, Duarte, 30 minutes, which is encouraging. 17 points, but not much else. Inefficient shooting. Took overtime to get there. I think we leave him for the uh, for the deep performance. Also, Miles Turner dropped in uh, 12 and 6 with two blocks in 36 minutes. His production has been an absolute roller coaster this season, just completely up and down from game to game. The Brooklyn Nets, they comfortably handle the Celtics in the end, 123-104. They were up huge. The Celtics went on like a 17-0 run, and then the Nets pulled away in the end. Jimmy Harden had 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 11 assists, but unfortunately shot just 31%, while Patrick Mills, another 7 triples for Millsy in 33 minutes, 23 points. Now, I would not be surprised. Maybe I would, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if Millsy remained in the starting lineup even when Joe Harris is back. I got no um, inside word on that at all. Just wouldn't be surprised. It it just feels like it just feels like it's um heading in that direction. Don't just just keep an eye on that. That means you, you add Mills and let's hold and see where it goes. Durant had twenty one. Well, Lamarcus Aldridge called this one as well. Starting center, twenty nine minutes, seventeen and nine, a steal and a block. Absolute must roster player. Top 100 guy, I would guess, for the rest of the season. He was a guy that I did talk about in draft season as being a late round pick to see where it goes, and then he looked like he was walking in plaster in the opening night game, and since then, he's been excellent. Really good stuff. Cam Thomas got really hot early on. 
ended only with 13 points in 25 minutes. But we do have to remember that both Harris and Bruce Brown are out of this game, and Nick Claxton, and of course, Kyrie Irving. So this was good from Thomas, but is there a path for more than 25 a night? I would say almost certainly not. Not any time in the future anyway. Look, he could easily take the minutes away from Cam Thomas, uh, from uh, Javon Carter easily. But that's really just deeper league stuff. Interestingly, Blake Griffin went from starting to out of the rotation entirely. I'm sure he'll play some minutes, but this dude has looked really bad this year. And it's not the incorrect decision. And then the thing is, Claxton's going to come back. And I think Claxton deserves to play over Griffin as well. Onto the Celtics. Marcus Smart, man. 20 points, 8 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. A wild sequence where he got like 3 fouls in about 20 seconds, it felt like. But a good game from Smart, no doubt. Top 50 player over the last two weeks. 44 fantasy points here as well. Big numbers from him. That is going to drop off. We know he ebbs and flows. Seven minutes for Ennis Cantor. Seven and five with two blocks. One of the best per 36 fantasy nights you will ever see. But that's because Rob Williams was out. Well, Dennis Schroeder, the buy or the buy, the sell high window is still slightly ajar. Not that 10 points on 10 shots is good, but 36 minutes is. And he had six assists. And I think Jalen Brown's going to be on a bit of a minutes limit for the next week or so. 24 minutes for Brown. And remember that Joshy Richardson was also out here helping Schroeder boost up his playing time. So you might still be able to get something back. Tatum went back to shithouse Tatum. 15 points on 25%, but don't panic. While Al Horford is settling back into what he needs to be, I think. Eight and four in 24 minutes. That wild top 15 run to begin the season was completely unpredictable and out of nowhere and absolutely predictably it has fallen way off like he was never going to maintain that high level of production and we're seeing it fall off and it's falling off I guess in a pretty uh, pretty hard way at the moment Thanksgiving is all about a couple of things food football but also betting BetOnline has you covered all holiday season with more props more odds and more lines than ever before BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of your sports action on Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus by using our promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It also has, has odds on whether you get kicked out of your family dinner for producing Built Bar as a dessert. Not sure what the odds are, but maybe you can bet on it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. That's always going to make me laugh. The next game we look at, oh, I pushed the wrong button. That's disappointing. Let's uh, let's hit the right one. Okay, so much work of creating these ones. Let's do it again. There we go. Bang. The Raptors and the Grizzlies. The Raptors get the win in Memphis on the road, 126-113. They started the big sneeze, Precious Achua. He was great, no denying that. 17 points in 28 minutes, three threes. He did it on 64% shooting. He was a perfect three of three from three. So if you want to go Precious Achua, go ahead and make that mistake. He won't be this level of shooter. He won't be this productive. Yeah, there's some, yeah, maybe you can give credence to the fact that he was back in his old college hometown. I think that stuff tends to be bullshit. I would more focus on the fact that both OG Ananobi and the big tree Ken Birch are out, enabling uh, Achua to get these minutes. So don't look at this and go, he's figured it out. Maybe he has. Almost definitely he hasn't. And this is just deeper league stuff. Uh, keep on punching. Scotty Barnes had 17 points in 39 minutes. Nine rebounds with three assists for Scotland. 57% shooting. He had a half-court three. But still, like, I, I don't know what to say. He's just, he was like hovering with top 50 at one stage. He's 138th over the last two weeks. He's still providing good enough value. And I'm not saying that he should be a drop because he shouldn't be. But he's still just like, like it's it's okay. I don't know how best to phrase it. Like it's just okay. 
Siakam was worse than okay. He wasn't good here. Uh, 17 points, 12 shots, 7 rebounds. Still a real buy-low opportunity. While it was just awesome to see Yuta Watanabe play, I'll keep doing it because he's still rostered in far too many leagues. But what are you doing holding on to Chris Boucher? Get that garbage out of here! Five points in seven minutes. It's not going to happen, guys. It's like fetch. It's just stop trying to make it happen. No Ananobi. No Birch. He played seven minutes. Watanabe played over him, and he was bad on court again. There are plenty of people who tweet me like every day when someone talking about a coach. When Nurse is going to get fired, he's terrible. My guys, Boucher is not good. That is why Nurse doesn't play him. I have some issues with Nurse as a coach, but generally, I think he's a top five NBA coach. The minutes is one of my largest concerns. Playing Boucher is not close to it. Drop Chris Boucher, please. I don't even care who you add. Just drop him. Gary Trent was quiet and then dropped about, what, 18 points or something in the fourth quarter. Ended with 26 points. Now, his elite, absolute bulk, high-volume steals have dried up. Only had one here. Somehow, he got to the line six times, which is about a month's diet for him usually. But he continues to find ways to put up value and really has been one of the biggest uh, surprises this year and one of the ones that I fucked up on the most. So, yeah, pretty clearly, he still might drop off, but so far, he's been awesome and I was wrong. Oh, cool. 23, 6, and 7 for Van Vliet. Three threes, two steals, two blocks. Wasn't wrong on him. He's a top seven player over the last two weeks. 49 fantasy points here. Just an elite performance from him. On to the Grizzlies. Just staggeringly frustrating to see this Grizzlies team bring Dylan Brooks back. And again, kids, cover your ears. I'm pretty fired up. Why is this fuckhead having 39% usage? And I say fuckhead very loosely because I'm sure he's a great bloke and he's a good team man, he's a good defender, but can we just get an offense that doesn't involve one of the most inefficient blokes on the team taking all of the shots? Where's the common sense in this shit? And I, I, is it Taylor Jenkins saying, Dylan, can you go out there and try and miss plenty of shots? No worries, coach, I got ya. Do you think Jenkins is saying that? Or is Brooks just taking dumb shots all the time? Jaron Jackson, eight shots. Eight. Eight. Dylan Brooks took 16 in 26 minutes. That's a 39% usage. Ja Morant had fewer shots. If Ja Morant had 38 usage, I might go, mm, that's maybe a bit high for you, Ja. But Dylan Brooks, fuck, this guy annoys me so much. Not because of who he is as a player, although that frustrates me as well, but just find your role and excel at it. Stop trying to do all this shit that you can't actually do. In saying that, that's great for a points league. You know, 27 points. You're not getting penalized for the bullshit misses. He didn't do too much else. Zero steals and three assists. And he probably should still be a 12-team league player in category leagues. But man, it is just annoying watching this bloke. Desmond Bain had 20 points in 34 minutes. With Melton out, he's got no real competition for minutes. Um, I'm not really sure that this is going to keep keep up at this level. Um, but will he be able to, you know, will he be able to do this? I don't know. He's fine to hold. I'm not convinced. Brandon Clark is trending up. Steven Adams is trending down. I'd add Clark in 14-team leagues. He had 16 and 8 in 26, while Adams played under 20. Steven Adams has been Jack Armstrong for a while, unfortunately. Get that garbage out of here! And Jar had 23, 6, and 9 with three steals. No threes for Jar, and a subpar night from the line, 7 of 10. He's still playing at a really, really high level, but occasionally see those uh, nights where they're just the, the, the threes don't hit or the free throws aren't there. But still, he's been really, really good this season. Let's go on to the next game. The Detroit Pistons were not able to hang with the Milwaukee Bucks, and they go down 114-93. 
Your mate Trey Lyles had a big game. Don't get sucked in, though. 23 minutes, 19 and 7. Stewart will be back next game, and Lyles will go back to being the worst NBA rotation player. Don't suck it in. While Jeremy Grant's um, low-efficiency run continued, 13 points on 13 shots in 28 minutes, and Cade Cunningham, he's giving him a run for his money, 9 points on 30%. Now, Cade had 8 rebounds and 7 assists, but this shot distribution ship between Grant and Cade, it, it needs to flip. Um... I don't know if Grant will ever realize it. I don't know if Casey will ever realize it. I don't know if Cade will ever realize it. But they're not really working together all that well, I don't think. But what did work to me was Saban Lee playing 29 minutes and Corey Joseph playing seven. Now, seven minutes is not much as a starting point guard. He did come into this game with an ankle problem. They cleared him to play, then played him seven. But I've been calling for Saban Lee to get all of Corey Joseph's minutes all season. 12-5 and 5 with four steals. Absolutely add Saban Lee in deep leagues. Now, this could just bite you in the ass and he's going to be a DMP next game. Like, that's a definite possibility. But this is how I saw this thing trending as the season moves on. And it happened here. Let's see what happens. Let's just see. Luca Garza had six points in 23 minutes while Frank Jackson... Man, if the shots don't go in, he's, he's useless. Six points, hurt his ankle, 23 minutes. A lot of people added him for today. I don't know why because I don't know how they could have even used him. You don't need to add him outside of deeper leagues. While the depressed penis keeps me making our um, fantasy team sad. I thought I was going to say something else. 13 and 7 in 33 minutes, he continues to struggle. I think he's a 10-team drop. I think he's a 12-team hold, but begrudgingly. I'm not all that keen on that. For the um, Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 8 of 10 from the line, excellent. 71 from the field, brilliant. 33, 7 and 5, 2 steals, 2 blocks, we love it. We also love Punch Bob, just going bananas again. 86% from 3. 28 and 10, 6 of 7 from deep. This shooting is going to cool off. The minutes are going to cool off. It is one of the biggest sell highs out there. Find someone who treats Bobby Portis as if he will retain the starting job. And I'm not absolutely precluding that. I am precluding that he's an 87% three-point shooter. And he's shooting at such a high level that I think at some point, like he's going to have a stretch at 30% shooting and it's going to look dreadful. And if you pair that with then 25 minutes, it looks even worse. Must roster, of course, but I would absolutely try to sell. Middleton had 11 and 9, rough shooting from him, while Connaughton 11 and 7 in 24 minutes. And Grayson Allen did seem to hurt his ankle in this one, but another pretty poor, um, pretty poor night from him. Um, who ha- he struggled a little bit with, uh, or since the return of uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. So you can look at, um, I think in a 10 team league, I-, I would drop Allen. And if it depends who's available really in that second or in the second half, who's available on the waiver wire, whether I would drop Grayson, but he's definitely trending that way. And he's trending that way in, uh, in a pretty quick manner. The Washington Wizards and the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I, couldn't have predicted this one. The Wizards got smanked. Smanked? That's like smacked and spanked altogether. Uh, spanked by the Pelicans. 127-102. Dinwiddie, 11, 8, and 9, but another horrendous shooting night. He played just 25 minutes. He was 25%. He is now the 83rd ranked player. 31 fantasy points is nice, but he's a much better points league guy than category league guy. And wouldn't you know it, the future MVP, Cole Kuzma, was shocking. 7 and 5 in 28 minutes. Kuzma. Despite playing 33 minutes a night, he's outside the top 120 in category leagues. And I do not believe that you need to roster him in 10-team leagues. And I do not believe that he will remain a 12-team league guy. I just don't think he will. Gafford had two blocks in 14 minutes. Gafford is very um, team-dependent. He probably should be on a 12-team roster, but I get if he's not. Bill did 23, did 23 points. English optional, apparently. 
Scored 23 points in 28 minutes on one of three shooting, while KCP had nine points in 23. I don't know why people were adding KCP for today either. While um, Montrez Harrell, man, we talked about how many improvements he made to his free throw percentage. Then he goes two of eight. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that's not the beginning of going back into sucking on that category. But this was a stinker from Harold, ten and nine in twenty-four minutes. But honestly, it was just a stinker from this entire squad. Bertans returned. He went ten percent shooting, so it's like he never left really. And then onto the Pelicans. Josh the Hitman Hart, really, really solid game. Really good. Sixteen, seven, and four. Two steals. Must roster player. Um, sixty-three percent shooting and fifty percent from three is not realistic. But we talked about him at at length yesterday, and he should be on someone's roster. I do think it is going to drop off for him, but for the time being, he looks good. They did abandon the absolutely foolish idea of starting Garrett Temple, which is great. They put Herbalife Jones in that position. Jones had seven rebounds and four steals with some deeper league value there, while Temple played just thirteen minutes. And you wouldn't you know it, he sucked because he's bad. They also still played Kyra Lewis, 13 minutes for two points, but he struggled while Sadoransky also struggled. Devontae Graham, guess what? He struggled too. 12 points, 11 shots. I don't think his foot is a, is right. I wouldn't be dropping Devontae, but he's not a top 100 player. In an eight-team league, he can go. In a 10-team, I probably hold, but it is getting borderline. Well, we had 12, 6, and 5 from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. His two games off the bench have actually been okay. But I just think that the upside probably gets a little bit limited in that role. And if you did want to move on, I don't think it's incorrect. 24 minutes for Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. And he had 21 and 11. I guess the interesting part here is Billy Hernan Gomez having 13 and 7 with three steals and two blocks. And that looks great on the surface. It's 41 fantasy points. You can jerk off over that number as much as you want. Like, it's awesome. But I also don't think we're going to expect 30-point victories and him to be that productive in those minutes on an ongoing basis. So while that's good, and we know Hernan Gomez can be really useful in limited minutes, I don't think he's an ad, right? I think most nights, Valanciunas plays 33 minutes, Hernan Gomez plays 15, and he remains 14-team league guy at best, maybe maybe 16. Like, I don't think he's worth adding in 12-team formats is what I'm trying to say, and hopefully I got that point across. Oh, yeah, Brandon Ingram shot the ball well. Buy low, that's why you bought low. 60% shooting, 26, 5, and 3. It was always going to turn around, and it was just great to see it actually turn around. We love seeing that happen. The Jazz and the Thunder. The plucky Thunders. Keeping it close. 110-104 Utah wins. Gobert has 15 and 17 in this one. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Seventeen rebounds, thirty-nine minutes, two steals, five blocks, eighty-three from the line. He's the nineteenth-ranked player this year. Really putting up big numbers. Conley had eighteen. Well, Jordan Clarkson did a Jordan Clarkson. J o r d a n c l a r k s o n. He did it efficiently. Twenty points in twenty-four minutes. Uh, Hassan Whiteside was ejected after two minutes, so we got Eric Pascal back into the rotation. But we also got more minutes from guys like um, uh, Clarkson and uh, who else? So oh, more minutes for Gobert, of course. Uh, Bogdanovich had 19 points. Mitchell struggled a lot, 13 in 36 minutes, and Gay had 15 in his 16 minutes. Rudy Gay is just like a 14 to 16 team league guy. Well, Royce O'Neal, holy shit, five steals and two blocks. That's awesome. I still think he's only a stream option for 12s and not a guaranteed must roster guy because he's not going to be the guy that you're just always going to be relying upon to provide that level of defensive game. And then there's not much else there that backs it up on a regular basis. But if you want him in a 12-10 league, it's not the wrong decision, I don't think. For the Thunder, no Shea Gildas-Alexander. So the big fella, Josh Giddy, 19-7-8. He's rolling at the moment. He's hitting his shots. He's taking on big usage. He looks good, as is old Joe Rogan himself. 
I think Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a guaranteed 14-team league ad. We talked about him on the Wave Wire show. Shit, he was the thumbnail on the Wave Wire show earlier today. I think you can just grab him in 12-team leagues and let's just see what happens. Like if I had Royce O'Neal, who 60% of all simulated outcomes for the rest of this season probably finishes up with a higher rank than Robinson Earl, I just take Robinson Earl because I just think there is a chance that he can push into the top 100. Royce don't think Royce can do that. So that's why I just take that flyer. And if I can find another Royce, I can make up those numbers if I want later on. But I'd rather take that flyer on Jeremiah. Lou Dort, inefficient, but high volume with Shea out. 27 points with five threes. And Baisley stunk. He At least he had three blocks, Darius, but he's only a points league guy and he's not much more. Well, Aaron Wiggins got a spot start. Oh, uh, yeah, one point. Yeah, sure, cool. Um, missed his only shot, but played a lot of minutes. He had been playing well. Um, he, he did not play well in this game. Um, while Ty Jerome had eight points and uh, Teo Maladon, the salt flake, back in the rotation, had six in his 13 minutes with Shea out. Let's go to the next game, the Chicago Bulls. What a shit the bed this is. Against the Rockets on the road. The Rockets have lost 15 in a row and you lose 118-113, despite being up big at halftime. Um, Lonzo, 19-5-5, two steals, two blocks, five threes. Good, really good game. Good bounce back. While big Nikola Vucevic... It's Vucevic. 14-13-4. 26 minutes in his return from COVID. Now, they made a change to their starting lineup. I don't know why, but nine minutes for... Sorry, 27 minutes for Javante Green with two steals and a block. Okay, cool. Um, I don't really know if that was necessary. Well, Alex Crusoe moved to the bench. I thought Crusoe in the, in the starters looked good, but what do I know? 15 points, three threes, three steals for Caruso. Remains must-roster despite going to the bench. While it was a bad night for DeRozan, just in efficiency terms, 17-5-7 on 32%. Now, we talked so much when he was having that little top five run that this efficiency has zero chance of sticking. And this is what happens. You have these big runs, and then you have these shit runs. And he's like struggling a little bit over the last couple of games. It hasn't been you know, completely um, disastrous. Today wasn't great, but he's going to have those sort of games. Kobe White, please don't worry about him in 12-team leagues. Three points in 15 minutes, while Levine had 28, 2, and 4. Well, on to the Rockets. I did not expect to be talking glowingly about Daniel House Jr., but here we are. 18 points in 17 minutes. He's really the one who got the Rockets back into this game. Two blocks and four triples. 86% shooting. They made a change to their starting line. They put Eric Gordon in and moved Daniel Taus, Taus? Daniel Tice to the bench. Tice was a DMPCD. So they did prefer to use the delicate dancer Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Shengun played over Tice, had 13 points in 16 minutes with two threes. Unfortunately, just shot 60% from the line. Again, it's a luxury stash for Shengun. I do think he's going to have a top 100 run at some point, but we're not there yet. We're nowhere near it. Christian Wood, 16, 10, and 6. Better and hit both his free throws, while Jalen Green lasted 10 minutes before suffering a leg injury. He was replaced in the starting lineup by Garrison Matthews. Matthews had 12 points in 28 minutes. That's just deep leagues if you want there. While the cousin, Kevin Porter, returned. What did he do? The nine assists are great. Yeah, that's really nice. Two threes are good. 39% from the field. 50% from the line. He just continues to suck in those categories. And really, if you've got him, you're aware of that. So you probably don't end up minding too much 14, 6, and 9 because you know that he's going to just piss on your percentages like, I didn't even know what I was going to say, like I was going to invoke the name of R. Kelly, but I just did. There you go. Jalen Green has said 11 points in his 11 minutes and Eric Gordon didn't do too much. I wouldn't be adding Gordon despite starting um, 10 points in 32 while uh, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, I, I don't believe Jay Sean Tate's a must roster player. Like if I wanted to add Jeremiah Robinson Earl and I've got Tate, I'd drop him. Like, he's fine. He has good games. He has a lot more bad ones. Eight points in 21 minutes. The upside to me, 
just is nowhere near high enough to justify him um, clogging up a roster spot. The Minnesota Timberwolves, are they are they good? Maybe. They might be. I had them making the play-in. Um, maybe they're better than that. They beat the Heat comfortably. 113-100. Butler had 16-8-5. Solid game from Jim. Dunk Robinson, one of his better games. 17 points, but it took 16 shots. Just a streamer for 12s. PJ Tucker, that little run of him being a 12-team league guy, I think he's over. What well, Bam had a bio. Man, what are you doing, Bam? Jesus Christ. Bam! 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 18. 18 looks good. Five rebounds. Yuck. Three assists. Yuck. One steal. Yuck. Zero blocks. This dude cannot block shots anymore. And what does he do? Four of 11 from the line? That just torpedoed your week. He's the 80th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's down to 53rd this season. I thought taking him at the top of the second round was pretty crazy this year, but I still looked at him as a back-end second-round guy. I didn't expect this. I knew the assists would drop, right? I didn't predict they'd drop this much. I also didn't think he'd refuse to block shots and would lose all efficiency and then, yeah, have the games like this. He's better than this, but this was bad. Tyler Hero. I think it was yesterday's show. I said, like, yeah, Hero is putting up good numbers, but I don't expect the efficiency to continue. Did I jinx him? Maybe. 28% shooting, 16 and 7, while Lowry had 7, 6, and 5. So overall, just not a good game for a lot of these Heat guys. On to the Minnesota Timberwolves, though. Let's do it. 43 minutes for Anthony Edwards. Goose had 66 fantasy points, 33 and 14, 6 threes, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. We've been waiting for a big breakout game from him. He's been solid, but the efficiency's been off, but this was huge. 27 shots is massive. The bad news is Patrick Beverly had to leave after five minutes with a groin injury. I'd like to get some sort of diagnosis on that, but he does move to the chopping block because this is a guy who's had multiple lower body injuries, takes a while to heal from them, and he's not that good that you have to hold through all that bullshit. So it might, might become a drop. Towns had 11, 6, and 4. Not his best night. He did have early foul trouble. That limited his minutes. If Beverly is out, you've got to look at Malik Beasley, I think, here. 38 minutes, 29 points, 5 threes. As a streamer, as a flyer, give it a try. Jared Vanderbilt, I think he's played his way into 12-team territory pretty clearly. 15 rebounds with four steals, while Russell had 20 points, six assists, two blocks, and four triples. Another good night from D'Angelo Russell. Jaden McDaniels is just really on the fringes of 12, probably even more of a 14-team league fringe player rather than a must-roster even in those deep formats. The Atlanta Hawks and the San Antonio Spurs on the road. The Hawks have been terrible this year, but they were able to get some good numbers going there. 124-106 win over the Spurs. Young had 31-7-11, and 11, and Clint Capella, big, big game. 11-13, and 13, but five steals and three blocks. He hasn't obviously been at his best, but that's 52 fantasy points, and he's now inside the top 40 over the last two weeks. So getting back to business. Also good to see a big Bogdan Bogdanovich game. 18 points in 30 minutes, four threes, a steal, two blocks. Still probably is a 12-team league guy, and as is fan of pants Kevin Herter, although Herter wasn't great. 26 points for uh, 26 minutes for 10, and the Baptist Johnny Collins, bitty, bit of an empty 10, uh, 15 and 10 line. This is why I wasn't looking at Gallinari as a 12-team league player. Like 10 points, 22 minutes, like it's just not enough. 14s, sure. Him and Cam Reddish in 14-team leagues, they can go out there and do whatever they want to do together. But in 12s, I just think you've got better options um, than having those guys holding up a roster spot. For the Spurs, disappointing loss, but Jesus Christ, why are we giving Bryn Forbes 24 minutes? I know he played well. 23 points on 75% shooting. Don't buy into it. He'd been dreadful before this, um, but this was good. While Derek White had just seven points, but he did have two steals, two blocks, and three threes, and a, but another horrendous shooting night. You know me. I am holding. Devin Vassell had to go to the locker room. 
He suffered a bit of a fall on his leg. We are worried, of course, but it was a blowout, so there's no reason to bring him back. Two steals and a block. Hold Vassell until we get more info. Well, it was a good scoring game from Calden Johnson. He had 15 points, but one of two from the line, one steal, zero blocks, one assist. The same categorical deficiencies reared their ugly head. Big game from DeJounte, 22, 8, and 11, while um, Jakob Pertl had 15 and 10 with a block. Another spot start for Cater Bates Diop, another useless spot start with two points in 18 minutes, while Lonnie Walker had just five points in 20 minutes. People, Some people are still holding him in 12-team leagues. I wouldn't know why. He's not even a top 200 player this season. All right, let's go on to the next game. It is the Sacramento Kings at home, getting the victory over the Blazers, 125-121. Let's talk about let's talk about him. Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. So I guess the chat about Nurkic not being able to play 30 minutes is bullshit because he played 32 despite being in foul trouble. And he went bananas, 28-17 and 17 with five assists on 71% shooting and 80% from the line. You know, when I talk about it, I think Nurkic can be a top 40 player, like this is why I am not saying that he doesn't have issues with effort sometimes or lack of consistency because he absolutely does. But he's got these games in him. I just want the coach to not play him 22 minutes so that Cody Zeller can go out there and dribble his dick all over the court. Like, this is what we want to see. Obviously, fingers crossed you're not, you're not making terrible mistakes and dropping someone like Nurkic. Fingers crossed this just leads to it pushing up. Really good. Lillard, 40 minutes, 32, 6, and 10. Inefficient, but great from the line. Good numbers. While Nassir Little played 27 minutes with Bob Covington getting ejected, 16 points for Little with a steal and a block. He's always on my 12-team watch list, but probably more 14-team league. And Storm and Norman Powell had 22 points because it was a stinker from CJ. 13 points on 30%, but he did add in six assists. While Larry Nance started the second half for Covington, but this little surge where we wanted to add Nance, it lasted, what, one or two games? 20, under 20 minutes, five points. I'm, Jack Armstrong, what do we do? 10 teams? Get that garbage out of here! 12 teams? Get that garbage out of here! 14 teams? No, no, hold him in 14 teams, but that's about it. Um, no Anthony Simon, so there were more shots for guys like um, Little and for Pale as well. While um, Dennis Smith moved into the lineup. Dennis Smith, man, he just gets defensive stats. Two steals in this one, four assists. That's what he's really good at. It's always in deeper leagues. Keep an eye if he is into the rotation. For the Kings, weird one. Darren Fox was ejected. His two games under Alvin Gentry have been very encouraging. 21.6 assists before his ejection. And then the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Had to leave the game with a foot injury. Let's monitor that. That's not great. He'd been trending down in a pretty big way anyway. Let's hope that's not serious. Now, if he is out, I don't know what they're going to do. Do they start Davion Mitchell? Will they start Marvin Bagley? Maybe. Will they bring Chemezi Metu back into the rotation? A lot of questions. Would I grab Mitchell or Bagley in a 12-team league? In a points league, I might take a flyer on Bagley. Otherwise, they're probably more 14-team league options. But they're not super high priority that I want to just you know, go and burn everything to grab them. Halliburton is suffering a little bit under Gentry. Six points on 22% shooting, but at least he had six assists, three steals, and a block. While Alex Len started in place of Rashawn Holmes. Only played 17 minutes. They went three centers. And one of those centers was Damian Jones, who was actually the best of the lot. It was him, Tristan Thompson, and Len. Len had 12 points. I don't think Holmes is out long-term. While Heald had 22 points in 30 minutes. As for Mitchell, he got to 30 minutes with all those absences. 16 points, no threes, three assists. It was some good scoring there, but again, I think he is a relatively limited fantasy guy, and it did take um, Holmes being out, Barnes being out, and Fox being ejected 
for him to get that level of playing time. So I wouldn't be burning too much to get him into a lineup. So let's now go to the last game of the night. The Philadelphia 76ers fall to the Golden State Warriors. It is 116-96. Of course, the the Sixers were still without Joel Embiid and Toby Harris. The painter Matisse Thibel started, had seven points in 33 minutes with three steals and two blocks. I think he's going to keep starting over Danny Green and should be rostered. Well, Green was good himself. 10 points, two threes, four steals and a block. 17 minutes only, just a deeper league. You're 14 to 16 teams for Green. Um, Seth Curry had 24 points, but not much else. While Tyrese Maxey, the efficiency is dropping, but he got to the line 10 times, which is great. He had 19 points in 33 minutes. So your sell-high window for Tangles is still probably open a little bit. George Niang was wild in this one. Fouled out at flagrance. He had 9 points in 26, while Korkmaz had 9 in 22. They were replacing Toby, and they didn't do jack shit, really. I wouldn't be bothered with them outside of deeper formats. While Drummond, man, 1 point in 27 minutes, 12 rebounds, missed all 5. How do you miss all 5 of your shots? as a six foot 11 center is astonishing. Can't hit free throws, turned it over, fouled. He's just terrible. Like he's actually really bad. And next game, Embiid is probably going to be back. So Drummond might play 22 minutes. How much have you enjoyed the Andre Drummond experience as the 134th ranked player over the last two weeks without Embiid playing 27 a night? Like I, I don't think that he is someone that I'm holding onto in a daily changes league. Even replacing Embiid, he hasn't even been a top 100 guy. And I know if you've got him, you're probably considering punting free throws. But I'd imagine that most people do have that do have Drummond, their team isn't built around punting free throws because you got him as a stash, as a handcuff, as a waiver aid when Embiid went down. So that necessar- wasn't necessarily the way that your team was built. So maybe he is actually providing that shit level of production for your team. On the Warriors, Curry had 25, 4, and 10 in 35 minutes, while without Andre Iguodala, Juan Toscano-Anderson had 13, 6, and 6, a steal, a block, 100% shooting, great game. Nothing to really trust with it, but it was great. While Jordy Poole had 17 points on 39%. His last two games were really good. This one dropped off a bit. And Wiggins was atrocious from the line, just four of seven. But otherwise, yeah, not bad. 19 and six. Pretty strong game from Wiggins. Oh, pretty strong run from Wiggins, who is top 40 over the last two weeks. Gary Payton is still rostered in far too many 12-team leagues. Six points in 18 minutes for him. While Damo Lee stunk it up. Five points in 15 minutes. Fewer minutes than Toscano Anderson. Porter and Peyton. And to begin the year, he was getting like 22, 23 minutes and cutting into Poole's time. So he has really, really dropped off over this last period of time. Let's look at the top producers now in category leagues over uh, today's action. In um, the top 10 is Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, LeBron James, Yanni Antetokounmpo, Fred Van Vliet, Yusuf Nurkic, Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Bobby Portis, and Lonzo Ball. For the guys rostered in under 50% of leagues, we've got Daniel House Jr., good game, but only deeper leagues. Toscano Anderson, yeah, very deep leagues. Cody Martin, nice 12-team streamer. Chetty Osman, maybe worth a 12-team ad. Bryn Forbes, forget that. Malik Beasley, yeah, maybe a 12-team ad with Beverly's injury. Malik Monk, not interested. Hernan Gomez, 14 to 16 teams. Robinson Earl, yep, 12-team, no worries. And Bembry, it's just a deeper league situation. And then lastly, we go to points leagues. And look at the top 10 players. It's Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, Trey Young, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Terry Rozier, Yusuf Nurkic, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Clint Capella, and DeJounte Murray. That will do it for me. Last show before Thanksgiving. Again, have a happy Thanksgiving. And to show thanks, go and follow this podcast or subscribe on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell your grandma. Get her phone at Thanksgiving. Get all your relatives' phones and go subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on the podcast. Get a few extra downloads going. That'll be great. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.